the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, a new live local show on K-Praise designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here's your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. Well, hey, welcome to the show. You know, this is going to be the show that answers that lifelong question that you've always had, and that is, what does San Diego's beat sound like? Well, we're going to deal with that today because I have some co-hosts that have pieces of the answer, and when you take their pieces and your pieces and some of our callers' pieces, you're going to get a better idea what and why San Diego sounds and is going to sound like uh, into the future as well. Kaz here. I'm glad that you're with us. I wanted to introduce uh, co-hosts for this hour. Uh, There's some remarkable people. I've known them for a handful of years. John uh, Clotter and his wife, Sandy Clotter. Hi, Hi. John. Hi. Good to be here. Yes, yes, Sandy. Sandy's a gorgeous woman, isn't she? Yes, she is. <laughs> Inside and out. Yes. We're going to talk a lot about uh, the drum beat, but uh, if anybody knows about stuff like that, it's you, John Clotter, because you've been, let's just say you've been around in, in a positive way. <laughs> yes. There was no insult there whatsoever, although sometimes I couch things like that, but not this time. <laughs> Well, you know, you, 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 and Sandy, here, here's my instruction to you. Anytime you want to correct us or straighten us out, <laughs> or if you have insights that we, we, we missed, you, you, you lay it on us. All right. Thank you. <laughs> John Clotter, uh, you know, through the years, back in the early days of rock and roll, there was a group and uh, a group of uh, musicians in Los Angeles that had the reputation for helping everybody that needed help uh, that was a almost somebody that's going to be a somebody your group the team was called the wrecking crew right tell us a little bit about that because i mean if a lot of people that love rock and roll music in the early earlier days your your drum sounds are probably pasted in there somewhere (laughs) well you know i started i started working in hollywood uh, when i was 16 years old in nightclubs and when i was 17 i joined the union did my first record date yes and when i did that record date i thought this is what i want to do and i just kind of fell in to a good friend of mine, we had a band. I grew up with Don Randy, and uh, we just fell in. We knew Phil Spector. We fell into the Wrecking Crew. Yes. And started doing these record dates uh, on Santa Monica, this little studio in Santa Monica. And I remember the Righteous Brothers' first date I was doing and the Ronettes, and then it just became millions of records since then, tens of millions of records. Uh, So many artists, Petula Clark. I mean, I could just name... And so it was just a wonderful career. Uh, I started, I was a uh, drummer at that time. And I also became a percussionist because being in, thrown in that situation, sometimes it'd be one drummer and four of us drummers waiting to take that chair. Mm-hmm. So I started playing percussion, which I did. Yes. I ended up playing mallets and drums. So I did all these different things yes. in record dates, plus movie calls, jingles, and, and, and actually doing uh, movies and, yes. and, and so forth. 
Yes, but but the big the big story for you is you received the Lord Jesus Christ, and while it it changed the focus, it didn't change the skill set. I mean, it, it may have enhanced the skill set, but you still had the heart cry for doing drums and percussions, and that didn't go away. God just gave you an anointing on it. When I told my dad I wanted to play drums, the first thing he was worried about is me getting wayward in drugs, and I and uh, I I felt I'm going to chase God, so I actually. Right from the beginning, we're chasing God in my life and uh, chase him and chase him. But in 73, I got a real, in North Hollywood at the church, I got the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which really turned me all around. Yes. And I remember sharing in the studios, I was on fire for Jesus. I was a Jesus freak then. And I remember in the studio staring about Jesus, thinking I'd be put down. I found all these other musicians around me were uh, Jesus guys going to, <laughs> to, uh, to uh, Church on the Way, which was a Jack big Hayford's Jack Hayford church. church. Yes, They're sir. all getting saved. <laughs> so we would go out on the breaks and go out in the cars and pray together. A lot oh, of guys I, would go out I, in the I cars and do it. other things I won't talk about. But we would go out and pray together. It was just a beautiful experience, and I, I was just been on fire ever since. I'm going to throw a few names out, but while I do, I want Sandy to be, be thinking about telling me where you were at this time and what was going on briefly with you. We want to cram a bunch of stuff in on this side of the break. But let me throw some names out that you would know, my listening friends, if you're familiar with rock and roll at all. Mamas and the Papas, Frank Sinatra, Nancy Sinatra, Charlie Rich, the great country music uh, uh, professional, Dusty Springfield, Peggy Lee. You have to go back a little ways for that. But how about Dionne Warwick, Petula Clark, Buffalo Springfield, my goodness. And here's a group. It's not really a group. It's called the ABC Olympics. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> but you were Mexican involved Olympics, in, we did all the music. In, in yeah. Mexico. Yeah. How powerful was that? Yeah, yeah. We, well, we recorded it actually in L.A. for ABC. Wow. And uh, did all the tracks. Before I have you jump in, of all those names, you have some a few stories that you want to share on this side of the break. Be thinking about those. Sandy, what was going on with you around those times? Well, I met John in Hollywood, and we got married. Um, what, what year was that? 1969, we got married. Well, that was right in the thick of rock and roll stuff. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. <laughs> and... Um, we got married, and um, we started having a family. We moved to the valley. Did you get married in a fever hotter than a pepper spout? We no. did. We did. I'll say <laughs> Sorry that. about that, my friend. <laughs> Just a few, a few lyrics lingering around in my brain. Go ahead, Sandy. So um, anyway, we started having a family, and um, we were um, at that time Catholics, and we were going to daily Mass yes. almost from the time we were married, actually from the before even. But um, we... Um, Yes. Oh, so anyway, um, <laughs> I had to get tracked again. But uh, as as we were going along, I I was teaching CCD, you know, as we were having a family, and then we went on a retreat, and this, there was a nun there that was very charismatic, and um, my husband was very blessed and impressed with her, and she just had this fire, and she was just full of scriptures and full of life. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, that really was a change the beginning yes. of a change for us and um so that was kind of the, the kind of the starter fluid to make you go into higher deeper yes stuff. it was now, yeah so, when we went to north hollywood though we went back to church they had a charismatic meeting uh-huh. i didn't know what that was in north hollywood and that's when i just got my spirit went into heaven i mean i got blasted and just my whole life changed uh, yes 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 turned upside down. T- tell us a story about one of the uh, artists that i um, i mentioned or there may have been some others as well well i i had a water i was had a few stories but one story i was doing a movie call uh with james garner you know him oh yeah the grand p like yes. james 
And Jim uh, James Coburn, the yes. actor, remember in yes. Magnificent Seven, he became friends with him, me, and he would get drums from all over the world. <laughs> so when I would do dates, he'd sneak in and play drums. Exactly. I did some commercials, and I'm doing this movie call, and James Garner is producing it, right? And here's James Coburn, nobody playing drums with me, and here's James Garner comes in as the star of the movie and the producer, and here's James Coburn jamming with the drums. I thought that was just an amazing story, a classic story. Yes. You know what I mean? So I wanted to share that with you. And then, of course, I, I just worked with so many artists. A Karen Carpenter, I taught her drums, that, and she's just a wonderful artist, and played for Prince Charles, worked with Sinatra and Nancy with the presidential uh, tour, wow, wow. Lennon Johnson at the Astrodome. So when you when you're when you're face to face with these guys, uh, do do this uh, pride and their arrogance or anything come into the play? Or were they pretty much wonderful people? Wonderful. Uh, Sinatra is just great. Yeah. He just treated musicians with respect and, and uh, just a wonderful. And he was charismatic, just amazing yes. person. But all these people were down to earth. I, I felt very good around. Yes, yes, yes. Even in the studios. But when you're a studio player, you're respected a lot more from the artists. Because? Than when you're going on, because you're a studio player. Because they know you know your stuff. Right. They know you, and you know what you're doing, and so they can depend on you instead of holding you up. Yes. You know, we're going to have you slip in some stories throughout the entire hour, even though we're going to be bringing in people within San Diego County that are drummer and percussion friends of yours as well to have them give right. insights. Our whole idea, John and Sandy, today is to let San Diego know that there is a beat, there is a sound that's unique to San Diego, and the uniqueness of the sound has a lot to do with the uniqueness of the people, and the uniqueness of the, of the people has a lot to do with the uniqueness of their God. <laughs> I just want to say one thing. I want to thank Beast Chapel and the family for praying for us today. I just yes. want to bring that yes, out. Yes, yes. And that has a, a wonderful group of musicians yes. as well. I know most I know drummers play there. Yes, yes, yes. So that's where I've seen. Yes, it. yes, yeah. yes. So we're going to talk more about that, but we're going to also bring on other people who have uh, have different kinds of, uh, shall we say, drummer anointings or percussion anointings, mm. and have them give their perspective as well as this unique sound that's beginning to come Love forth. It. And a lot of the sound is coming forth as a result of that beat, and that beat is the through the hands of the drummers. We call the heart of God. Yes, yes, yes. You know, you, you know. I asked John to think about bringing some kind of a per- percussion instrument. And he said, "I didn't bring one, but here, here's a here's a desk." <laughs> so, as we go into the break, as, as we go into the break, I want you to do that. We're going to be back in a moment or two. We're going to talk about the beat in San Diego County and the ninja drummer who can drum on anything. <laughs> John and Sandy Clotter, <laughs> my friends. We'll be right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor on AM 1210 K-Praise. Hey there. Oh, how much fun am I having? You know, these have been people that I've loved. Every time I happen to be in an environment with them, I, I can't go any further until I give them a big hug. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, that, you know, I think that's really what uh, God's doing in the body in San Diego County. He, he's not uh, connecting us professionally as much uh, as he's connecting, or denominationally as much. He's connecting us relationally. Yeah, And I think Amen. that's the real yeah. key, isn't it, Sandy? Yes, it is. Sa- Sandy and John Clotter uh, are with me in the studio for this hour. And, you know, I want to bring a scripture, duh, 
Kaz does that frequently, <laughs> to, to mine and use that as a springboard into this segment, if I may. In Second Timothy, I think it's Second Timothy 2, 2, Paul, the Apostle Paul instructs his protege, he says uh, to Timothy, he says, the things that you've heard of me, commit them to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. The whole point is handing the baton from one person to the other, or mm. shall we say drumstick? <laughs> yeah. So one of the things that, John, that you do, and I appreciate that with you, is you have a lot of different drummers or percussionists around. And uh, if, if if you haven't watched their expressions, they, they treat you as a man who has a, a level of understanding, not only of spiritual things, but you've been there and done that in the professional uh, percussion world as well. So I wanted to bring a couple of these people on as well, and you and I can interview them about uh, different perspectives on drums as it relates to uh, Christian music, but also beyond Christian music, it's Christian worship. You know what I mean, John? Love yeah. these guys. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So uh, Albert Nelson, I've been tracking him for quite some time. He's yeah. one of the great guys in my my book. Albert, are you there? Yes, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> well, it's good to have you. But I'm going to bring on another person at the same time, and we'll have a, a multiple conversation here. Uh, Josh Nunn is uh, the son of a, a dear friend of mine, Heather Nunn's yeah. son, and a remarkable drummer as well. Josh, are you there? I'm here. Very good. Well, hey, you guys. Do <laughs> uh, uh, you have a pressing question you would like to ask both of these guys and, and uh, make them give the short answer? Because we've got limited time, but we want to... We want to uh, draw as much out of each one of these guys. Well, John what Connor. I see in them, you know, I generally see them together. I call them the dynamic duel. If, <laughs> if, if Josh is playing drums, Albert's playing bass. Yes. And if Albert's playing drums, Josh is behind the sound system. Yes. And so how do you guys like working together? Oh, Albert? man, it's a dream come true. Like, I think Josh has, like, such an understanding, like, of music since he's been going to school. Like, the sound he produces, the quality is just great so it's like I, don't know, I just think highly of josh even though he's like so young <laughs> very very mature and it, like knowledgeable so i think it's awesome and josh you have an opportunity i know your mom and dad so you can get back at him within the next an- your next answer you can you can <laughs> you can tease him in the middle of the answer but one of the things that i i noticed because i'm friends with your mom and dad josh and that is relationship goes a long way and it seems like when you have you know when you and albert t- team together um the relationship carries a lot of weight as well. You want to speak a little bit about the relationship, not only of you two, but other people that are in the drumming world as well, including John Claudere. <laughs> Josh? Oh, it, it, relation, yeah, relationship is key. And in fact, it, I was just talking with someone last night. Last night was the, the concluding night of our Beach Chapel Academy of Worship school. It was a 12-week school that we just concluded. But uh, I was talking with a member and one of the, the, the things that are really cool about San Diego, specifically, if you go to other places, you don't see the connection in the community and the relationship as much um, like you do here in San Diego. But, you know, from a drumming perspective, uh, you know, being a drummer in the church and being a worshiper, the community and the family and the relationship, it's just, it's, it's something so meaningful to me. And, and it makes what I do just something that much more special. Yes, John. Uh, why did you guys choose drums to play when you're doing worship? Why, why are you both playing drums? Because I'm, I'm really fans of you guys. You know that. I love you guys. You love me. We honor each other. But I just get <laughs> such does. a kick. Robert, you, you start play. with the answer on this. Uh, I think it just chose me. <laughs> and it's just been my favorite thing. Like, you know, you kind of tinker with other instruments. But I think drums, you know, you like it's the most dynamic 
Yeah. Like you can play super loud. Like I mean, guitar too. You can play super loud, and every musician like has their favorite instrument. But for me, it's just my favorite because there's so many different sounds. Like even from the rim of the drums to the cymbals to the, I just it's just got a lot of variety and it's just so dynamic. You can play quiet and super loud wow. and still get an effect. I'm going to ask a question and have both of you and then John Clotter as well, uh, uh, the drummer percussionist extraordinary in the studio with me with his <laughs> wife, Sandy. I'm going to ask a question, just kind of an open question, and have each one of you respond briefly to this, and then, uh, John, you can uh, speak to it as well. It, a lot of people are saying there's a, beginning to be a unique sound coming out of San Diego. And, uh, you know, when, when people say that, you, you think d- d- different musical chords or different progressions and things like that. But I think that the, the sound really starts with the relationship and works from there. Are you both sensing, and, and John as well, uh, Josh Nunn and Albert Nelson, a new sound coming out of San Diego? And what roles do you think the percussionists or drummers play in that? And I'm going to start with Josh to answer the question. Yeah, that's a great question, and uh, I, I do believe that San Diego is going to be the epicenter of this next kind of worship revival. There have been a lot of prophetic words spoken over San Diego, and I think in these next couple of years, we're going to start to see um, a lot of the fruits of a lot of this hard work and investment that's been put into a lot of these ministries, uh, these percussion groups that John has done on the beach. Um, I think we're going to start to see a lot of the fruit from that. Uh, which is really exciting, you know, because I think I, I love what Albert said about the drums kind of chose him. I think it was kind of the same thing for me. Um, I started playing drums at a very young age. Uh, my parents recognized I had a gift around the age of three. I had this incredible sense of rhythm. Um, <laughs> and I used to pull out her pots and pans and <laughs> spread them Amen. out all over the floor. Except when it comes to I cooking, would... you put them back real yeah. fast, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and it kind of took off from there. My my parents recognized I had a gift, and they 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 stewarded that gift and, and helped me kind of develop um, develop that gift yes. I had, and it turned into a passion for drumming. You know, so and that's part of the sound. That passion uh, interprets itself as we as people listen to the sound in San Diego. If you happen to be um, on a on a percussion instrument, or if you happen to be. Uh, on a drum of some sort, the spirit behind that speaks almost as loudly loudly as the sound itself. Albert, you know, I, I've Absolutely. tracked you, you for a long time, and in fact, I've tracked you with uh, Cara Real, many of the things that she has done and is doing, Army Arising or Army Reigning, mm-hmm. and uh, I've tracked your drumming there as well. What a you're r- remarkable guy. But it was funny when you... When, when Josh was talking about the venue that was going on last night at Beach Chapel, there was a similar activity going on in North County where Carrie Real, uh, who's preparing for um, taking a team of San Diegans and Californians to Washington, D.C. in uh, August, uh, they, were, they and we were participating there. And I just have to laugh, at any given evening, you've got drummers doing their thing throughout San Diego yeah. County. Uh, any quick thoughts, Albert? We've got about a minute and a half or two minutes in this segment, and then John will have you cap it. Yeah, I think what makes the sound here unique is the prophetic nature that a lot of the worship leaders come from. Like, I think coming from a place of improvisation, kind of like jazz. So the singers are just like, let's see what happens, you know? So you take a song and it can just go anywhere. Like somebody, one worship leader will, will start speaking this, like what they hear. Like, okay, I just, you know how... 
entity will say, okay, I see you doing this. Well, the singers are doing that prophetically, like with a phrase or whatnot, mm-hmm. and then the musicians come behind. So I think it's just mm-hmm. prophetic improvisation is yes. the sound that we're coming with in San Diego, and it's it's great. Well, you know, I, I was a, I, that's what I was as a jazz player, so I'm the same way. I love the prophetic stuff. But, you know, what I've been doing the last, since 2000, I played a lot in the church. Now I'm enjoying these guys. I've been playing on the street. I started on the beach with the drum circle, but I even have a jazz band on the street. So I'm bringing that sound outside the church yes. a lot where I've been playing, especially in Encinitas. You know, there's a scripture that talks about the psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. We in the church environment, we're so cued in to doing psalms and hymns. In other words, the stuff that we're familiar with, either we have written or are in scripture, uh, we're familiar with that. But Holy Spirit wants to say, set me free. Let me show some other stuff. You know, it's, it's wonderful. There's, I'm not denying the value of that. But there's also a value of the freedom. And it's hard to have freedom musically unless you have relationship with the other people, wouldn't you say, John? Amen. And, I, you know, I believe every instrument should be a prophetic sound. Ooh, by the way. I like it. I think we need to free up more of the other instruments uh, yes. in these bands. Yes. Drums, guitars. There's nothing like a long guitar. So I just believe that it's going to encourage the, the musicians that play behind the, the vocals yes. to be able to express, because I believe that's just as important as yes. the vocal. Okay, well, one or two quick words uh, in this remaining part of this segment, uh, Josh and um, Albert, about the new sound that's, mm-hmm. that's uh, coming through San Diego, just just uh, you, you can even give a prophetic word if you want, but we only have about a minute and a half in this segment. It goes fast, yeah. my friends, doesn't it? Go ahead. Yeah. No. Well, hey, I I really appreciate this everything you already said. Yeah. I I, I thanks guys. Uh, thanks for having me on. This has been a, a real treat and a, and, a, and an awesome pleasure. So um, yeah, just to conclude, no, I think uh, everything that's what's, that's been said, I I totally agree with and. Within the context of worship, I actually taught a drum class at our Beach Chapel Academy of Worship School. And uh, what I spoke on, a lot of it had to do with the drums specifically, you know, because for, for those drummers on the air, we, we, we understand that drummers carry a breaker anointing. Yes. Um, they, they carry an authority and a power to release the voice of the Lord and, and quite frankly, to destroy the works of the enemy. You know, they're, they're, they were a powerful weapon of war. And um, I, I know a lot of stories that have been uh, told to me from other fellow drummers about um, drums being a warfare instrument mm. and, and uh, releasing things in the supernatural and also wow. prophetically. So yes, yes. really exciting time. Albert, uh, thank you, Josh. And Albert, a uh, quick thought on that. And while you're doing that, you, your uh, mentor here, uh, John Claude, is going to play a little rap on the, on, the, uh, on the desk while you're saying it. Go ahead, Albert <laughs> Nelson. <laughs> Oh, snap. Okay. <laughs> I can't hear it too well. I was going to bust a rap, but shoot. No. But I would just say, like, to encourage all the worship drummers to play with dynamic, to just play, play powerfully, quietly, as you do loudly. And just let power, God, let, like, let him be the dynamite to where, like, there's going to be an explosion of your sound with that wick. Get to where that bomb is, you know, it's like you're lighting the fuse and the Holy Spirit just gets the bomb. You know what I mean? I love it, Albert. Yeah. <laughs> Albert Nelson, Josh Nunn. Love you guys. <laughs> John Clotter, Sandy Clotter. I knew this was going to break out. Hey, guys, thanks for joining us on this segment. And (laughs) come together, San Diego. We'll be right back. 
Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next on AM 1210 K-Praise. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 K-Praise with Kaz Taylor. And guess what? We are back. Yes, yet again. <laughs> Sandy Clotter, thank you for being patient with us. We're talking about uh, drumming and things like that. You, you get a space, an opportunity okay. to share here. In fact, just jump on in if you want to. Okay. John Clotter, how much fun is this? Talking about, uh, you know, the beat. Uh, you know, Sandy plays good drums, by the way, in percussion. I don't uh, doubt when, it. When I was in this rock band, when I went in ministry, if I wouldn't had her play drums, I'd never saw her because, you know what I mean? We were out at night. <laughs> I was working during the day doing... I was a producer, a record producer at that time. So I got her playing tambourine just so she'd tour with us called the band. <laughs> yes, yes. So we'd be together. And she's become a, she recorded my our first album, a Records, my first. Is producer, that right? Uh, Jesus record. She played, uh, Karen Carpenter was recording down the way and Chuck Mangione was over here and the lead guitar player of Elvis Presley was here and we're doing this Christian singing about Jesus <laughs> at A&M Records. Yeah. Isn't that yes. wonderful? Yes. Any thoughts about that, Sandy? I just want to say I never thought I'd be playing drums in my life when we got <laughs> married. So that's a little surprise uh, that comes along, but it's so much fun. Uh, Sandy did uh, television commercials. See, Canada Dry, she was a beautiful girl, got out of the swimming pool and did the, the Canada, Canada Dry commercials. Dry commercial. Yeah, she, yeah. There she so is. that's what she did before I met her. And An she actress. worked in Hollywood. Yes, yes. So see, that that's the change in her life. Now <laughs> she's got nine kids and 17 <laughs> grandchildren. So. <laughs> you know, God, God's amazing when you look at your life and lifestyle. When you start handing it over to him, uh, you just have to buckle up because he may change the rules that's a little right. bit on you. Amen. That's right. But it's always a joy ride. It's fun. If you allow him to have full reign in your life, it's a joy ride. If you don't, then... Thank you for Jesus. I remember, you know, if it wasn't for Jesus, I wouldn't have caught my wife. Believe yeah. me, I had to pray. As we dated, I had to pray every move I made with her because uh-huh. she was so beautiful in those yes. days in Poplar, and she still is. still is. Thank you. You had to say the last part because yeah, I, I better. we'd have caught you on that if you didn't. Well, she had a beautiful blue Corvette when I met her. She drove oh, in. Yeah, convertible. My, my. I was working at a club in Hollywood, and she pulled up in that thing. <laughs> well, you know, the, the, the theme that we want to talk with here, guys, is how God can take hold of our lives. Amen. And, uh, you know, if we have just an inkling of what we think we want to do, he can either blow Amen. on that or he can change the rules completely. Yes. But it's always going to be a, a great yeah. ride if That's you allow right. him to actually hold the steering wheel. That's right. It's an adventure. <laughs> but speaking of this and the adventure, the adventure continues in San Diego County because we have other drummers that are friends of yours and mine yeah. as well. We have a couple more on the line. But I thought it would be fun, John, since you you're, you have protégés all over the place to bring a few of these in to give insights on different things. So I want to introduce a couple more people on the line and uh, then have you chat with them and uh, and let's see where God goes with this. Dan Simonek, how are you doing, Dan? I'm well, thank you. <laughs> Dan and I worshiped together last night. Uh, he, he brings his kingdom cajon. And That's he, right. He sits in a corner somewhere and he's got so many appendages on those cajons, you know, foot things and hand things and buzzer things. Oh, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> and he's a very creative guy. Come on. Dan, we're going to ask you a few questions in just a moment, but I need to introduce another dear friend of John's and Sandy's and mine and yours as well. Dan, his name is Clyde Ketterbeck. And hey. Clyde, are you there? Yeah. Yeah, I am here. <laughs> you know, I, I got we to t- tell stories on Clyde. He's one of the most remarkable guys because his his heart is so pure. Yeah. Not to say, Dan, that yours isn't as well. I'm not saying that at all, by the way. <laughs> but Clyde, your heart is so pure that when you let it go, it, it's, it's the Holy Spirit speaking through your hands. And of late, wow. you have had the boldness 
the boldness and people have actually given you microphones to actually mm-hmm. s- sing the song of the Lord in addition to play the percussion to the song of the Lord. It's remarkable. We're going to talk a little bit more about that, but I want to have John Clowder say a word or two as we enter into this segment. Well, how, hey, how'd you get in that cajon thing, Daniel? Tell us real briefly. And then Clyde jumped in and started doing all your stuff. And before you do, tell us what a cajon is. A lot of the listeners may not even understand, uh, Dan Simonek, what a cajon is. Uh, cajon is a drum that you actually sit on and you play between your legs under the face of it. And, John, to answer your question, I was in aviation for 35 years. I had home groups at my house and thought, golly, it would be great to have a cajon because we had guys coming over and doing worship. So my background when I was in high school, I had cabinets. So I had some woodworking tools. So I went out in the garage and built my and didn't like it. Mm-hmm. So I kept going. And then the Lord just started downloading yes. stuff. And, and uh, it's created what it is today. And now you have a number of patents. Is that not so? That's so. We uh, we actually own three different patents on our cajon with the unique uh, different devices that we have on it, the snare system, the and the, the shape of it also. And the jacuzzi. Have you have you marketed the jacuzzi? The jacuzzi? That would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working well, on that. When I uh, when I first saw my first cajon, you know, most of these coffee houses. In fact, we were ministering in a coffee house in Encinitas. Uh, 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 and also, the stage was so small, and these guys could bring these cajones in where a drum set wouldn't fit and yet the way they're mic'd up they get this beautiful sound yes. and it's just gone that way ever yes. since yes and you know when i we talk about beautiful sound dan simonek one of the guys who has learned to master your cajones is a guy named clyde catabug and he, yeah. he he's fantastic at it but when somebody put a microphone in front of his face while he was playing that thing uh, amazing things happened and Clyde, Absolutely. I have tracked you early on when it was you were very, very apprehensive to do anything but pound, pound the wood there. <laughs> so when when uh, when somebody put a microphone in front of you and they realized that you have a, not only that but a beautiful voice as well, prophetic voices came out, prophetic proclamations came out of you. You want to talk a little bit about that, Clyde? How how uh, prophecy, speaking prophecy, and drumming or playing percussions with. Uh, in prophecy uh, have common denominators. How, how, how do you feel when God gives you a song and you're at the cajon? The cajon, like, um, first it's like, um, it's it's the heartbeat of God, rhythm, and I just know, I, I just love beats, and I'm so passionate about my drumming. And when it comes to, like, singing, it goes with it, like, it's more on, like, um, hearing things and rhythms inside inside of me, in my head, in my heart, and then flowing it out, flowing it out. Yeah, trying to really flow it out and sing it, sing it out. You know, I wanted to say something. Uh, with John the Potter. When you do a drum circle, you can do this prophetic uh, uh, things, when, when you can't really do in a worship band. So we've done that many times mm-hmm. in the drum circle. With the Gahones, uh, actually, you can do proclamations, prophetic proclamations, why the drums yeah. are playing. And they become such a strong heart of God. And then the words proclaim intercessory prayer, everything, and it becomes a, a, a warrior thing uh, in the heavens. Oh, that's so good. And you you guys both, uh, Dan and Clyde, have played in drum circles uh, with, with John on the beach and elsewhere. And uh, it's Absolutely. an amazing thing. But yeah. Talk a little bit about... Uh, Dan, how people are drawn in when they hear the drums on the beach, and we'll talk a little bit more. We have a couple minutes left in this segment. 
Um, the most amazing thing happened with John and I at uh, Swami's with a gentleman. We just decided to go down and play drums, <laughs> and it creates an atmosphere. And this gentleman came over, and he was high on something, and he got into the zone, and all he, he just started breaking out in the praise of the Lord. And we were in shock. <laughs> it creates an atmosphere around it. Yes, John. Drums, are, I'm, I'm really an evangelist. So, you know, that's what I am. And I use those drums. Exactly. You play those drums, it draws people. And then you can share the love of God. We've seen people get Absolutely. healed while we're playing. We pray over them. And just like that guy, we saw a dramatic presence of God. And, mm-hmm. and, and you can go places where you couldn't go with sometimes even a worship band. That's right. That's right. But you can do a drum circle. So we've just seen the, the, so much fruit from that in evangelism. You know, one of the things I noticed in the drum circles, you you have a few extra cajones around because Dan makes a point to put a few around there. And mm-hmm. and a person walks by. I remember one time in in a park area, there was a, there was a cajon, and a little girl and her dad came in, and the and, and the dad said, "Honey, you can play this thing." And she goes, "Oh, can I?" And all of a sudden, she didn't really know much of what she's doing, but she had the beat, and all of a sudden, all the musicians gathered around, and it was it was a remarkable thing. Uh, yeah. Because when anybody can play a drum, yes, 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 yes. Clyde, any closing thoughts on this? This is remarkable, and I'll tell you what, my friend, uh, when you're tra- traveling down the beach this summer and you start hearing that distant beat, go find it. It could be uh, John Clotter or Clyde Kettebig or Dan Simonek doing a drum circle. Go in there and, 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 and grab a cajon or a djembe and uh, participate in it. Thoughts, Clyde Kettebig? Um, yeah. For me, prophetic is like saying a prayer in a melody when I, when I sing. In, in the prophetic, I'm just saying my heart out. I'm just praying my heart out and putting melody in it. And like with the drums, it, it goes the same. It just goes the same. Like wh- whatever was in my heart, I'm pouring out and then that's it. Wow. Just you know, the beat and that's the rhythm. You know something, my listening friend, here's the deal. We're talking about a new sound or the sound of the beat in San Diego County. When you have drummers and percussionists that have the freedom to be able to communicate what Holy Spirit is saying to them at the moment, look out world. Okay. Because, I mean, people could be walking by and God could give the, the percussionists and the singer uh, a declaration of peace or encouragement or hope to somebody. All of a sudden their lives are changed just because of our obedience. And that's kind of part of what the sound in San Diego yeah. is supposed to be like. Uh, isn't that right, John Clotter? Amen. <laughs> you got it. Okay. Hey, guys, <laughs> thanks for joining us Whoa. On, on this rather abri- Woo. Come on. On this rather <laughs> abbreviated segment. We appreciate both of you guys more than you know. Yeah. Clyde yeah. Big. I, you, you know how much I love you, man. Big yeah, hugs as I always see you. And Dan <laughs> Simonek as well. Yeah. Uh, quick quick uh, access to Kingdom Cajon. Where, how do we find out more about it? Just a quick email. I mean, a quick website. We're on KingdomCajon.com, and you can spell Cajon with a C or a K. It'll take you to the same place. (laughs) Clyde and Dan and John Clotter and Sandy, how great. We'll be right back because we've only just begun with this beat, and you're going to find that it's uh, captivating, to say the least. So come together, San Diego. Coming right back. Stay with us. Is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. I'll tell the world. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor on AM 1210 K-Praise. I'll tell the world. <laughs> we are back. And, you know, I pondered when we were pulling together this 
this show and this this hour I go, you know, women have a, a, a big role in Scripture, and a lot of times uh, we, we hear about the men in, in Scripture, but we don't hear about the wonderful women, you know, the Esthers and the Ruths and the so forth and so on, and the Annas and all the different people in Scripture. But it's this true in music as well. You know, there are a lot of, you know, we, we think about uh, women in mu- in music and things like that as singers, but there are also women that are underpinning this with great mu- music as well, great musicians, and we thought we would spend, John wanted to do this, and, and so did I, to, is to speak a little bit about, about the power of women in percussions and drums, which leads the way for us introducing one of your favorite people I know, John and Sandra, Sandy, and that is uh, Rochelle Hopkins. Rochelle, are you with us on the line there? I am. Hi, how are you guys doing? <laughs> We're doing fine. You, yeah, if you just hear how John, John was talking to you up, I'm going... Of course, I know your husband, so I know he, yeah. he, he wouldn't choose a wife of any lesser caliber than, than you. So how has the walking on water been doing? Just, just joking. Uh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> no, it's been uh, great. We've been, you know, super busy up to some really good things and CD projects and all that. Um, yes. But yeah, I love drums, love uh, what God's doing in San Diego, and excited to be a part of just worship and bringing glory to God in our region, so... Yeah. I had, yeah, I had to salute Michelle because uh, Michelle, yes, I had to. Uh, I taught a drummer called uh, Karen Carpenter drums, uh-huh. and she, it, when I knew her, she was just a drummer. She she didn't sing until I was doing a record day at A and M Records. And I saw her peek through the window, and then when I did a gospel album there, she was making her first album down the way. So I, I really have a thing for drummers. She was a phenomenal drummer, and just like Michelle, Michelle, we haven't really talked a lot. I, I mean, Rochelle, yes. But I've seen her play, and so I'm a fan of hers because yes. I've seen her play. Yes, yes. Rochelle, tell us a little bit about uh, uh, having the. Uh, it's really um, a lead role in in a, in, a, in a music group. The the drummer can set the stage and set the mood behind that. What's God stirring your heart about being uh, a, a drummer, particularly in the body of Christ, and particularly within San Diego County? God's doing something special in San Diego County, and you drummers are leading the way in many ways. Talk a little bit about that, Rochelle. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, playing drums is definitely something that has interests me. I didn't ever think I would be a drummer, I guess, growing up. And then, you know, in my later teens, just kind of had this desire to start doing it. Um, About the time when I got saved, it was kind of stirring inside of me. And um, I just, I love being able to be a part of the band. You know, like, I understand that, yeah, you know, the drummer is part of that, like, backbone. I mean, we as like, you know, playing drums in like a worship team, so to say, um, we're following the worship leader and ultimately we're following God, you know, Holy Spirit. But yeah, super important just to listen and hear what um, what uh, Holy Spirit is saying and also just like knowing your worship leader as well too and, you know, you, can, you guys, we can flow together and all that. Yes, I guess you kind of know one of the worship leaders in particular. His <laughs> name is Andrew Hopkins. He's your husband. He's one of my favorite yeah. people. You know, I, I really embrace a song of the Lord and Davidic style worship as it speaks of in the Psalms and things like that. And this is one young man who picked it up very quickly and he has such an anointing when he leads worship, but what a joy to have a husband and wife doing the worship team together. Clotter, what do you think about that? Yeah, because my wife plays drums too. Not that she doesn't play the, the, the regular uh, trap set, but she plays a big Indian drum, plays the bass part. So I was thinking she can – actually, there's two drummers here on the line, even though I'm talking to Rochelle. So I just awesome. wanted to say that. So and we play together. Yes. Rochelle, give us kind of 
uh, and some insights on where God is going uh, in San Diego when it comes to music and a new sound and a new beat, because you know what? Your drum skins are part of that new beat. You want to speak a little bit to that? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I was thinking about uh, just what that means like for the new sound and like where God's leading and going. And uh, one of the big things that I really believe um, firmly as far as playing drums and being on the worship team is like, it's basically um, prophesying, you know, using your instruments to prophesy. You're just not up there just, you know, playing a happy tune and it's all good in the neighborhood, but we're actually there purposefully um, just like, you know, um, breaking down walls, like, you know, um, releasing things in the spirit and just like prophesying. And I think of that when I play drums as well. Yes, yes, yes. It was kind of funny. I was thinking about um, a dream that I had um, a little while back, but I felt like it was kind of not just for me, but for other people as well. Um, I remember this, like, I guess, dark shadowy figure was kind of following me and I knew it was something like that, right? Kind of more demonic. And I looked at this, this being and I just was not scared at all. I was like, wait, who are you and why are you following me kind of deal, you know? And um, I, it's funny because normally I would be kind of fearful in those situations, but I wasn't. And I said, well, if you try to touch me, I've got my big buff friend over here on the side and he's going to rip me apart so you better not even touch me, right? <laughs> and so anyway, so he goes, he tries to do something. My buff friend basically gets him in a headlock. Long story short, this, this happens about two or three times. And so I finally asked this, this being, like, why why are you trying to attack me? Like, why do you hate me? And then he just put his hands over his ears, started shaking his head and said, I hate when you play drums. I hate it. Come on. <laughs> and yes. I Rochelle. just knew. Breaks open. <laughs> That's a, that should be a lesson for us to understand. Rochelle, thank you for joining us, Rochelle Hopkins. And I, I want to have John and Sandy close this segment out. So, John, Rochelle, oh. thank you so much. Yeah, I want to yeah. share something. When I, I when I first got born again and in fear of the spirit and started doing worship, a man prophesied I would do a drum solo. Yes, yes. So I actually did drum solos all over the world and and preached the gospel of John on stages and and we saw the things people delivered and everything. So I did that for many years, mm-hmm. just doing a drum solo because yeah. a lot of the records oh, yeah. I did were uh, yep. sold in those countries, so I could give a witness. And do, so I did that all over Eastern Europe, Russia, and all. all yes, there. but you also played drums on behalf of John Paul, uh, uh, Pope John yeah. Paul, as well at the Do- Dodger Stadium. So this man and the Coliseum and the Coliseum. My listening friend, you <laughs> need to know that there's some history in John Clotter and uh, Rochelle. Thank you for joining us on this segment, Sandy. We've got about a minute or a half or so uh, laid on us. What's what's the sense that you're getting on all of this? Well, I just uh, I want to say I don't think you can. I'm going to quote C.S. Lewis. There's no separation between the spiritual and the physical. Mm. And um, I live mo- I live kind of more in the family part. Uh, but, you know, it's just really living your life daily as a Christian, sharing the good news right where you are. Um, and I've been able to do it at home, but I've been able to do it on the drums, learning from my husband. And you see, um, it just breaks an atmosphere open. When we used to do the drum circles yes. on the beach, we'd been at high schools. Um, proms, we do the drums, we do prophetic, and it's just amazing. And um, it breaks the atmosphere it does, open. That's exactly it does. right. John, any thought on that? Yeah, the prophetic and the, and the spiritual weedings we've done around the drums, ministering, uh, uh, just really brings it to a head, and we've just seen the Holy Spirit move. Ooh, my dear friends, John and Sandy Clotter, wonderful people, but also 
remarkable musicians as well. And this summer, as you're walking down, what, what do you, where, where are you on, in kind of Encinitas and I've, I've been playing on the street in Encinitas, street, actually. Yes, yes. With my two sons, uh, give Phil, um, uh, Patrick and, and Nick, we actually have a jazz band when some of the local players <laughs> play with us. We play right uh, on 101. Play very softly right here on the table. Softly. My listening friend, we're coming to a close on this segment, this first hour of Come Together San Diego. I want you to know, uh, as Sandy said, the the, the the drums cut through stuff. Yeah. And they cut through the, the, the spiritual things as well, as Rochelle Hopkins mentioned as well. A drum beat uh, and a solid shofar here and there. <laughs> it can do amazing things. My friends, it's been a fun time having John and Sandy Clotter co-host with me uh, on this Come Together uh, first hour segment and I'm going to have them stick around just in case we have a few holes in the l- last hour just because uh, they have a lot of more stuff that uh, we haven't even heard about and we'll just see what happens there but anyway we're going to close this segment and John and Sandy Clotter thank you for joining us thank and uh, my listening friend stay with us because we have great stuff coming up even a little bit more about how to even start a church we'll find out more about that John and Sandy Clotter good to have you and we'll be right back drum roll please This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. God loves San Diego. This is AM 1210 K-Praise. KPRZ San Marcos Poway. A service of Salem Media Group. Now more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. And thank you for joining us in the second hour of Come Together San Diego. You know, my friends, uh, many of you actually go to churches, and some of you are still just looking around, and some of you have been called to do something even different. You know, each church has a different, shall we say, personality, and some people just (laughs) have not found their church uh, or the personality within that church that really suits them. In this half hour, we're going to take a look at the value of uh, of, uh, starting one's own church and uh, also the challenges tied to that and I wanted you to meet somebody uh, that has some insights on that I want you to meet Dave Hodge he's with startchurch.com hey Dave how you doing hey Kaz it's so good to be with you tonight yes this whole concept of startchurch.com tell us a little bit about the concept and then I'll dive in with some some questions well, definitely, uh, Kaz. Uh, Start Church started 25 years ago, uh, birthed out of the heart of two individuals, uh, Pastor Raul and Janelle Rivera, uh, really to just answer that call of God on their lives in just a just such a different way of just planting a church. They were they were called more to uh, dedicate their time to empower pastors and leaders all across the nation in starting what the vision inside of their heart really was. Uh, so Start Church exists to do exactly that. They, they exist to uh, help those who feel called to leadership within the body of Christ. Uh, so we just meet the needs of pastors and leaders and churches and boards and visions uh, just to make a difference for their community uh, by establishing churches, by establishing ministries uh, all across the nation. So we're just, we're blessed, and uh, yes. we're blessed to be able to go out and serve. Uh, Dave, Dave, are you speaking on a, a speaker speaker right now, or are you on the, just a regular phone? Are you on the speaker phone? Uh, 
cell phone. Yeah, yeah, but you're on a, you on a speaker or a phone speaker, or are you uh, talking just into the phone itself? Into the phone. Okay, very good, because it sounds cleaner actually now. Uh, let me ask a question, Dave. Um, so if a person, uh, give me a profile of the kind of people that would take advantage of, of, of startchurch.com. Just a quick profile. Yeah, absolutely. It would be a pastor or leader that feels called uh, in the ministry um, that, that really has Jesus as the center focus of, of their mission. I mean, that would really be the profile of uh, churches and pastors that we're, we're serving. What kind of uh, background do they need to have in order to work with you? I mean, do they have, have to uh, uh, be a commissioned uh, uh, or ordained at that juncture, or do you help with that as well? Give, kind of give the overview on what this looks like so that our listening friends can comprehend what you do and uh, help them know what, how to be involved. Absolutely. That's a great question, Kaz, because a lot of people believe that they have to be ordained or they have to be licensed as a minister in order to start a church. And actually, really, that's that's not it. Uh, the call of God comes upon them first, and then they, they search of, well, now what do I do with this? Coming to start church is almost like what you would call a one-stop shop. Uh, by setting up incorporation uh the documents correctly, bylaws, policies, they can actually be ordained right through the church that they are starting. Uh, so they get a board of directors uh, that, that will be with them on, on that organizational uh, uh, documents. And through the setup of the organization by taking the proper steps, which we would show them through that, what that looks like, uh, they can actually be ordained as a pastor or as a minister and answer that call yes. without without having to go maybe through what we call all the the steps or the loops that everyone uh, points to of of going to school or, or you know answering this. And that's exactly what happened to Pastor Rawls' father uh, years ago. He had the call of God upon his life and wasn't able to fulfill that call through the local church. They wanted him to go back to seminary, they wanted him to go back to school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, through that, Pastor Rawl just, he started to research and to realize what the IRS, what the, the states are actually looking for, and was able to start at that step. And has now been able, we've been able to help thousands of pastors and leaders fulfill that vision and that call upon their life. Yes. Now, there may be some denominations that actually take it upon themselves to bring these people into a church environment and train them and set them free. But there are so many other people out there that have been called to do, to be a pastor, for example, but they don't have what would be, uh, a, they have a biblical framework for that, but they don't, there's not an institution that can, 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 can fulfill what their heart cry is. And one of the things that I think that God is doing in these last days, Dave, he's, he's given a lot of people hearts for pastor, being pastors, but they just don't yeah. really know how to do that. And let's just say God's given them the spiritual goods to be able to do that, but, the, but sometimes in, in the environment you have to fit a certain uh, definition before people will embrace you, and there's a lot of stuff that has to go on before you're released into that ministry. And what you're telling me, as I'm, if I understand it correctly, that startchurch.com takes the heart of a person who really is called to be a pastor and a leader and gives them, a, provides them with a way to solve that challenge. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's not Start Church doing it. Really what it is, is it's making sure that you take the proper steps. So we walk with you. And that's the great thing with Start Church is, is we're not 
we're not creating this for you. We're walking with you in order to fulfill that vision. You're giving them the tools Uh, is what you're saying. Absolutely. We're giving them the tools and we're walking with them uh, to make sure that that those those steps that they need to take and what it needs to look like. uh, We help with all of that documentation. So at the end of the day, if their church is the best church in San Diego dot com, uh, that's <laughs> where they get their ordination from. Right. They get their ordination through the best church of San Diego. Uh, it's not through Start Church. Yes. Uh, so that that makes the beauty of it. So at the end of the day, it's something personal to you because this is the vision that God has given you. So how do we fulfill that vision? And in, 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 in so going through these proper steps, making sure that the strategy is done correctly. So at the end of the day, you can, you can fulfill that. You can stand in the pulpit. You can uh, visit the hospitals. You can do what the word of God calls us to do of visit the sick, uh, you know, and, 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 and visit the, the ones in prison, and, and you have all of those tools at your fingertips in order to fulfill that. Yes, and, and we're finished with, we're getting close to the end of this segment, but we have you for an entire second segment here, and I'm, I'm hoping my listeners stay tuned because there's some questions that I want to ask that are going to be challenging, but I want you to be thinking about this, Dave Hodge, as we uh, take a break in a moment or two, and that is one of the, you know, the, especially in California, there are a lot of pitfalls for a 501c3 for churches and and the the uh, the uh, the government the state government isn't doing a great deal to help churches and the faith so i i'm sure th- these are things that you have gotten in front of or at least you're familiar with so you can help them through some of these landmines and we're still discovering what those landmines might look like it can be a challenge but to have somebody to their to their on, at their side that can help them walk through some of these challenges is very helpful. So in the next segment, I want you to be thinking about some of the challenges that a person that wants to start a church may face and how you may provide some of the answers and solutions for that. Would that be okay with you, Dave Hodge? Absolutely. Okay. That, that's awesome. <laughs> We're going to talk more about this in the upcoming segment. And Dave Hodge of startchurch.com will remain with us for an entire another, another, is that a word? How about this? Well, stay with us for another segment, and we'll find out more about startchurch.com. So, Dave Hodge, stay with us. My listening friends, stay with us, too, because we're going to answer some questions that you've had in your heart you didn't even know how to ask. We'll be right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor on AM 1210 K-Praise. And we're back and... uh... I have uh, Dave Hodge with me from startchurch.com, and I asked a posing question for him in the last segment and had him spend the commercial break to think of some eloquence in the answer to this. Dave, how are you doing? I am good, Kaz. How are you, sir? I'm, I'm far, very fine. You know, one of the challenges we find in the church environment is the enemy doesn't want churches to be successful these days because he knows that that's one of the uh, underpinnings of God's success in, in, in transforming people and uh, in, in transforming cities, states, nations, and even the world. So, uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's a challenge for, it can be daunting for a person that says, you know, I'm called to be a pastor, I'm called to be a leader, I'm called to uh, be involved or, or start a church. Uh, so what do you do uh, as 
a person, a group that comes alongside of such a person to say, you know, we've done some of the homework on these challenges, and here are some of the things we can help you solve these or protect you from making uh, ter- terrible mistakes. Talk a little bit about that, Dave Hodge. Absolutely. You know, Kaz, here is reality. Reality is that there's multiple different areas that uh, that we face challenges in. One, we live in a hostile legislative culture. Mm-hmm. I, I know you touched a basis on that earlier uh, and, and was mentioning in California, but it's all across the nation. Uh, you know, so we have to protect ourselves. We have to protect ourselves and we have to protect the vision. Uh, you know, some of the things that we experience as pastors and leaders uh, is, uh, you know, stress. Uh, yes. we, we, we handle a lot of stress. We, uh, we get burnout. Uh, but one of the main things, and I see and talk to thousands of pastors all across the nation at our conferences, and one of the things are that they're looking for is, Dave, if we just had the finances. And that's one of the strategies. If I can just talk to that for a moment, Absolutely. that's one of the strategies that we bring out at every conference and all across the nation when we talk to pastors and leaders. Uh, and, and that is um, one of the, the things that we find going back into even the Old Testament. God himself set up the Levitical priest into a certain place to become entrepreneurs. Uh, he talks about it in the Old Testament as he separates out the land, right? He, he gives, he gives uh, all of the tribes land except one tribe, yes. and that's the Levites, yes, that's yes. the priest. And, 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 and when he does this, uh, the, the priests get upset, and they say, well, what about me? And, and, he, and he tells Joshua, go back and tell them that I will be your portion. Great, great sermon. Uh, but still at the end of the day, we're like, well, what are we going to do? Yes. And so God established 48 towns, and he put the priest over each of those towns. He gave them so much land all around the the towns, and then he told them, when the tithe comes in, in that portion of the tithe that comes to you, invest it into your land. And when you do, I will increase your land. I will increase your cattle. I will increase your grain. And so what we do is we teach pastors and leaders how to get back into the marketplace, how to, how, how to establish companies that will actually bring a profit back into their church. Yes. And so it's just a, a very unique strategy to lower that stress level that they have when it comes to finances. How do I start this church? How do I continue to keep the church going? And that's one of the big strategies that we talk, and we really get into depth um, at our conferences and break it down and say, this is how you set this up from top to bottom. And we we walk with you through that process. And so it does. It relieves a pastor or a pastor and his team of saying, where are we going to get the finances? Yes. Or how are we going to make the payments this coming Sunday? So D- Dave and Hodges, here's some strategies. Dave Hodges, I guess what you're saying is uh, if you follow Bible principles, God's written it down. If you follow them uh, vigilantly, uh, he will honor his promises. Absolutely. And That's a exactly lot, a lot of that do. is in the way uh, that, uh, you know, if he, it's his church, you, you know, we're just, we're just uh, conducting business within his church. Anyway, so if we have the right attitude, it's his responsibility to teach us how to fund that, but also how to uh, uh, empower it through 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 his work. That's word. right. How powerful is that? That's right, Kaz. And 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 he's given this. 
to us, as, as well as he's given us lots of things to, to, to be able to follow. Sometimes we overlook it. Sometimes we, we don't see it. And it's just always good. Even if we have read it before, it's always good to come back and to hear it again and understand it so that you go, wow, I never seen it that way. Yes. It's been in my heart but I just didn't know how to do it. Yes. And we've been able to help thousands of pastors to be able to see that. Very good. Dave Hodge is with the startchurch.com. And I want to have him give us a, some, we've, we've kind of given an overview of startchurch.com and how they can help. Now let's, let me ask you a few questions here. Cause I want to dig a little bit more deeply. Sure. Sometimes, you know, I'm in the, ad, I've been in the ad agency business and the most effective mm. uh, advertising campaigns are not only what, what I tell you, what I can do for you is show other people who, with whom, uh, I've worked and, and let them declare what can be done. So give us an idea, a couple examples about some clients of yours and what they are saying and what they've discovered. Absolutely. I mean, our clients, uh, what I hear a lot of times is, man, I would wished I would have found you five years ago when we actually planted our church. Uh, things that I hear from pastors and leaders saying, Dave, we, we wish that, that, uh, that, that, you know, exactly that, that we could have found you five, 10 years ago. Uh, we wish that, uh, um, you know, our first church didn't fail. Uh, or we hear things like you guys have been able to be an answer to what we've been looking for and was able to start with you uh, what we call start right, because uh, we believe everybody that can start right can stay right. Those that don't start right can't stay right unless they first get right. That's Am good. I right, Kaz? No, preach so, it, brother. <laughs> you know that's that, that's that, that's really our 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 our, our motto there of, of just being able. How can we stay right? How can we start right? And that's really what our our clients are saying is that you have helped us to start right, or you've helped us to get right yes. uh, in that area of strategy, in that area of compliance. Yes. So The scripture says, uh, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things will mm-hmm. be added unto you. So if we, if, if we, That's right. uh, we pursue those things, or there's a scripture, in, in, I think it's in Joshua 1.8, it says, let not the word of the law depart from your mouth, but you meditate on day and night, and you purpose to do all that is written therein and you will make your way prosperous, and you'll have good success. So the issue is discovering what God says to do, and then being diligent Mm. in in hearing it and obeying it, and then just trusting him at his word. That's right. (laughs) So give us a little bit of information about how people can find out more about Start Church. Startchurch.com, but before we do, let me invite you to do this. Uh, uh, Dave Hodge of Startchurch.com, you're in an elevator, with somebody, and let's say it's oh twenty three floors, and you're up the twenty third floor, and it's going down, and you've got between now and the time that the the uh, the, the elevator hits the, gr- the ground floor to communicate with somebody about uh, if you've been thinking about doing uh, starting a church, uh, and and uh, here here we go, I'm going to push the button down the button to the ground floor, and ding, there I go. Now you're sh- sharing this truth with me in these twenty twenty three floors. Go for it, Dave. <laughs> Listen, God has called you to start a church. That's not for, for me to decide if, if you're qualified. Uh, I can tell you this, that through Start Church, we will empower you, empower you and inspire you, maybe to dream bigger than you've ever thought that you could dream before. If you would allow us to walk with you and serve you uh, through these, these next steps to, to really set 
a good foundation. The Word of God says to build your house on a good, solid foundation. We would help you to walk with you to build that solid foundation so that at the end of the day, you can stand on something very firm to know that you can carry out the vision. And when you get stressed or when it gets uh, uh, tiresome or when you can't do it anymore, we'll be there. A phone call away. You can pick up the phone and call us, and we can answer those questions. We can walk you through. We have a skilled team of over 60 team members that can walk through and answer those questions with you and help you through those difficult times. And so that's our, that's our goal is to partner with you and to serve you. So at the end of the day, you can fulfill and you can build the church and we can help on setting this foundation. That's good, Dave. Hodge. <laughs> that's, that's so good. And uh, second floor, first floor door open. And you've uh, sold me on that. <laughs> you know, yeah, the scripture yeah. says, Jesus says, I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. If you are hearing the voice of God and he has told you to, to be a participant in building his church, then the gates of hell cannot prevail. And he puts people in your path, my listening friend, if you're that's called right. to do that, to, to be helpers in this. And uh, Dave, right. uh, Dave Hodge and StartChurch.com are among those helpers. Quickly uh, give us a website, and you talk about a phone number. So lay a phone number on us, Dave Hodge, and also the website. I think people know the website Absolutely. because I've been saying it all along, but go ahead, Dave. And it's real simple. It is Start, S-T-A-R-T, Church. Dot com. All one Start word. Church.com. All one word. It's one word. All <laughs> one word. Here's the great thing, Kaz, is we also have a Spanish division. Uh, so if you go on our website, you can also, if you're out there and you're a listener and you're looking, we have a, a right on our homepage, you can go right to our Spanish uh, website and be able to also, we have a total division all in Spanish doing the same exact thing. Uh, you can reach us. Uh, uh, two different numbers, toll-free, 844-803-6397 or 770-638-3444. Wow. Uh, either of those, you can uh, you can contact us, and, and, and we can help you. And that's the great thing. It's, it's on our heart to be able to continue to help thousands of churches, pastors, and leaders all across the nation, and now in two languages. Wow. Dave Hodge, startchurch.com. My listening friend, here's the, go. Here's the deal. In Ephesians 4, it talks about uh, God uh, provides uh, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry. If you feel like you're called to be a pastor, but you don't know exactly how to begin that or you feel like it's only a calling and you don't know how to act on it, it's worth a communication with uh, at startchurch.com, at least to find out if there's some common denominators there, and they may have some answers that you were hoping to hear. Uh, so so if you're called, you know, and, and God's doing different things in the world these days. The standard operating procedure for a church structure uh, may be different, but the heart behind the church is exactly the same as God intended it from the beginning. So it would be worth uh, checking into that and seeing what God might want you to do. And once again, Dave, the uh, uh, the the website is startchurch.com. Startchurch.com. Dave Hodge, <laughs> thank you for letting me tease you a little bit on that. But you know something? It's fun hey, no when you hear the Lord and you're, you're obedient. It's a fun thing. And my listening friend, if you're 
called to start a church and you think there's more anxiety tied to it, it's more fun than you know if you allow Holy Spirit to take control. Dave Hodge, hey, startchurch.com. Can I do one thing before, yeah, absolutely. You, uh, before you leave? Yes. We have a conference coming up in San Diego next Friday. It's June 15th. Uh, anyone listening to this show, I'd like to extend on behalf of Start Church a buy one, get one free special. So if you're a pastor thinking about starting a church or you just have a vision to start a church or a ministry, uh, you can go on, call us, let them know that you heard this on uh, Come Together San Diego, and we will give you a buy one, get one free for just listening to the show and, uh, and, and registering. Wow. And we have some people here at the studio told me before uh, I started this interview, they said, get us some tickets. Uh, <laughs> there you go. This. So w- uh, we will. We will. I'll uh, get you some tickets. <laughs> very good. Uh, I appreciate that. Our friend um, Rick uh, will love that as well. He's a the sales guy here, magnificent guy. Awesome. Dave Hodge, thank you for joining us and uh, telling us the uh, insights for startchurch.com. God bless you. We'll be right back, my friends. Thank you, Cass. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. And hello, my friend. Uh, as is true oftentimes in live radio, sometimes the people you had hoped with whom to connect are not available to connect with you, but this is good because I've kept John and Sandy Clotter with us, and we're going to continue some of his fabled stories. But before we do, uh, let me just spend just a minute uh, to share with you some of the uh, nuances of what the earlier interview was supposed to deal with. Uh, you know, in in the United States, there's an outreach called uh, Harvest America, and it's uh, going to be hosted by Greg Laurie and his guests and they're going to be doing it in such a way that they can simulcast it through uh, uh, websites and so forth throughout the nation. And I want to draw this to your attention because it's going to happen tomorrow, and this live stream simulcast begins at 4 p.m. Pacific time, and the website is, write this down, uh, www.harvestamerica.com. Greg Laurie, many people have felt uh, he's got at least a big piece of the mantle of Billy Graham when Billy Graham uh, went to heaven, and uh, he's one of many, many, you may be among those as well, that have that evangelistic calling as well. But I I want you to pay close attention to this because it's Harvest America, uh, hosted by Greg Laurie. He's also on our air here at uh, KPRZ. But listen to some of the people that he's going to have with him as you listen to this simulcast at 4 p.m. Pacific time. Chris Tomlin, Switchfoot, Crowder, Phil Wickham. Are you kidding me? I mean, some amazing people. So I just want to draw that to your attention, even though they weren't able to share with us live tonight for the big venue that's happening tomorrow. But I invite you to check out that uh, that live stream simulcast at uh, HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash uh, aren't you tired of people saying things like that and they just don't say harvestamerica.com please <laughs> anyway check it out hey john clotter hey sandy clotter i'm so thrilled that you have remained with me in the studio yeah. your patience has paid off because we want to and my listening friend your patience has paid off too because some of those stories that uh, john tells you know in gatherings I, you haven't had a chance to hear about them from him and sandy Keep them straight now. 
Will you? I'm well. I'll keep them straight. <laughs> okay. What, what, when we have a little bit extra time here, tell us some stories that uh, occurred to you and maybe incorporate how the Lord impacted it as well. John Clotter. Well, my very first professional uh, job was with the Mickey Mouse Show. And you were a drummer? I was a drummer, yeah. and I was in a band called the Valley Alley Cast. They were most of the celebrities, uh, young kids of celebrities. And uh, that was I was 16, supposed to have been 13. And that's when it first started, and that Funicelli was 10 years old. My. And later on, I did movies with her, when with you know the beach movies with uh, Fabian. I mean, uh, Frank, uh, Frankie Avalon. Frankie Avalon, yes. And Fabian and her, and I was in those movies. And then later, uh, besides that, I started working on the uh, Ozzy and Harriet show. I played drums behind Ricky Nelson. Well, isn't, didn't I understand that you and Ricky Nelson were enrolled for uh, uh, Train for drum training in the same studio. Thank you. And all of a sudden, the, this relationship kicked off, and all of a sudden, his career kicked off, and yours did too. Talk a little bit about yeah, that. Yeah, I start. Well, I I was raised in Downey, and I started taking drum lessons in Hollywood at, the, at, at Drum City, which was a famous uh, place where. And this is what really launched my talent. But the first night I took a lesson, here was this young Ricky Nelson and his mother. Uh, introduced him to my dad and we became friends and this is before he started singing he was yeah. i just remember he's a young 14 year old kid or so yeah and all and then later on i worked with him on the show uh on ozzy Harris show played drums behind him when he would do his rock and roll hits and it's amazing because he was selling as many records as elvis presley in those days yes he but was. a really warm person really nice guy and uh you know i did go to his funeral and it's amazing because his two daughter twin daughters were singing gospel they're fun Phenomenal gospel singers, believe it or not. When one of the last songs that he did, wasn't it like Garden Party or something like that? Wasn't I, that one of them? I, I think so, but hmm. I can't recall. It's been back there. <laughs> yeah. But uh, just wonderful times, and it was the Lord in all of it. Uh, and I, I just thank God that God's used me to open doors, my stories. It's all about bringing Jesus, because God can bring me in places where a lot of people couldn't go. And by just what God did for my life, I've been able to share the gospel to certain people. It might I be open to going to church? You know what I mean? First. My, my. So it's just open doors for me. I thank God for it. And, you know, one of the things that my listening friend, you need to realize, though John had a particular calling and skill set of, of drumming, and God put him in places where uh, the, the, the world wouldn't normally hear the gospel, they plunked him right in, in place to do that. My listening friend, where are you working? What are you doing? What's your calling? All of a sudden, God can put you in that place to impact uh, individuals and those impact individuals because in, impact the world as well. Sandy, any thoughts on that? Yes, I, I just think that um, you know we all where we are can only do. We have a certain venue and we can reach out right where we are, yes. just like my husband does with whatever he's given us. You yes. know, and me as a mother, um, I was mostly at home uh, with kids. You know, in the earlier years, but. Um, you know, I realized when I really met the Lord that I had to live the full Christian life, and that meant right in my own house, yes. and it meant going to the store, you know, just trying to bring the love of God and um, the goodness that yes. he has to share with everybody and let people know about it, yes. you know, and look for opportunities. And some share. sometimes people think, well, I don't know enough scripture to do this. Well, the truth of the matter is God's more interested in lifestyle evangelism first and then he'll give you, you know, at the right time, either a scripture or he'll give you a story or give you a nuance of scripture or just a, a, a kind word that has yeah, yes. the Holy Spirit just yes. drenched in it yes. and uh, it can impact lives. 
Yes, and uh, I just we had a friend years ago that said, always be on the lookout for someone to share with. And, um, you know, like uh, he would say, like, he had extra money in his wallet. Um, and we used to have those little sharing cards. Yes. And, you know, sometimes it's just the right word for someone that's going through a tragedy or just a bad day. And I remember sharing uh, at the uh, Home Depot. There was a uh-huh. young girl waiting on me, and I was in line. And she was kind of upset, and I could just see it. And um, I was buying some flowers, and I wound up buying the flowers. Yes. And I gave them to her with one of those cards, and it was just like she broke down. But she was so touched, you yes. know, by the love. And it just makes a difference, it those does. little things. It does. All. You know, my wife is very similar to that with you. She goes, I'm not sure about my calling. I say, Are you, have you watched you recently <laughs> in a store environment or wherever? Immediately, just like you, you're... you're Antennas go up and you see, where's a person that needs to know about Jesus? And the Holy Spirit will lead you to that person. And a word fitly spoken as apples of gold in pictures of silver. Sandy, how wonderful is that? And I have to give kudos to my wife because she does that. And I'm just, you know, I don't see anything. I'm just going (laughs) to go and check out and go back and do other things. You know what I mean? But uh, God gives a lot lot of ladies that level of sensitivity. And he seems to have given you, John Clotter, some sensitivities in those different environments and professions. I love the streets. We've got about a minute and a half in this segment, and then we'll continue it on the other side. Well, I love the streets. I mean, I've done so much praying on the streets and sharing uh, my life outside the walls and on the beach that it's just been such a blessing. Just interceding as you're walking down and then meeting people and giving them your testimony or a prophetic word. I'm really into the prophetic yes. evangelism. Yes, yes. Well, you know, and, and God gives his kids nuances of things, and it, he he can speak it to you, and you will define it or translate it a little bit differently than another another believer, and that's what makes it so magnificent. It's God using you and your character and your experience to be able to minister exactly the right word, exactly the right time, exactly with the right person. John Clowder, Sandy Clowder, stay with us for the next segment, would you? Because we're, we're, on, we're on a roll here. I want to talk a little bit more about how God uses evangelism in your own skill set to change lives. We're going to be right back and do not go away. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. I'll tell the world, world, world. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor on AM 1210 K-Praise. I'll tell the world, world, world. And we're back with uh, John Clotter and Sandy Clotter, uh, evangelists. Pers- uh, each one is an evangelist, but they are also musicians, and uh, they're ones who love the heart of God, and God's heart yeah. loves them as well. Yes. We in, During the break, we were talking about, you, we, before the break, we were talking about evangelism and how that works, and uh, John was sharing some stories about how evangelism has worked and is working from his standpoint as a musician or a drummer. And, and, and during the break, Sandy says, you know, we need to talk about unity uh, in the family first, because that unity in the family first is the lesson God wants us to learn so that we can take it out to the streets and we go out with other people as quote-unquote, Christian family members, and God does amazing things. So before you, John, let me talk with Sandy. You talk about uh, unity starting in the family. Expand on that a little bit. Well, first of all, it starts with me and God, and then it goes to me and my husband, John, and then it goes to my children. And we want one Lord, one Spirit overall. And I just love the name of the show, Come Together. Yes. 
you know, not San Diego, but, you know, we need to come together in our families and in our relationship. And I think when I, I met the Lord, that's one thing I realized. He was kind of like the equalizer. <laughs> and uh, I, you know, I would, when we would have fights, I would pout mm-hmm. or, you know, not try to work things out where John would say, you know, you need to sit down. We need to talk about it. And um, I realized I had to let go and let God be the center. And he's, he's the one that um, brings the balance in our marriage. Oh, that's so true. You know? so, and it, it goes out to the family from there. And even you know, trying to recognize when your family members are going through issues and things, trying to you know, listen to the Lord and bring his... Uh, presence and right. his uh, word into their lives. Yes, and, and, and the lifestyle that you show your young, your children and their children when they have children as well, uh, they see that and it's impact. Sometimes not, it isn't necessarily a literal word, it's the actions that, yes. that communicate so well. Yes. And, uh, and the Bible talks about God setting this solitary into families and a lot of people uh, feel like they're kind of set apart, even in a family environment, a natural family yes. environment, and when it takes a parent to come alongside of them and say, you know what? We're a family, and uh, on one side, you can't get away with some of that stuff because we're a family. We need to honor one another. But also, when you get into problems, you know where to go to have find the solution because I don't trust myself for the solution, my daughter, my son, or my granddaughter, or my grandson. It is I, I, I can tell you from experience, the Lord Jesus Christ has solved it for me, and here's how I think he can help solve it for you. Yes, and um, I just know my own family, my kids have come yes. to me and say, hey, mom, how come, you know, you're doing this to dad or, yes. you know, they'll set me straight um, as well as me, you know, trying to make them accountable too. It's funny how God does it, doesn't, yes. doesn't he? he? He, you know, we go, I'm going to lay down the law to this person. All of a sudden, Holy Spirit speaking to you and says, have you done what you've asked other people to do as well? Yeah. Conviction yes. immediately. Yes. And all of a sudden, Holy Spirit has his way. But you know, this dynamic that's going on in the family environment, the by scripture says first that which is natural yes. and after that, that which is spiritual. So if we can understand the family dynamics of how God wants us to be good parents and or good sons and daughters or good grandchildren, whatever that, as we can understand that dynamic, that dynamic can carry into the way we live our lives outside of the literal family into the spiritual family. And I know, John, you're an evangelist and you love taking not only your music out of the streets, but you like take teams out on the streets and these teams are not teams that you just met. These are teams with whom you've developed relationships and out of those relationships, uh, you know, scripture says, behold how they love one another. When you go out and you evangelize and you have people to your left and to your right are people whom you know, you know, you're safe. You feel comfortable in the the same foxhole that they're in. (laughs) And all of a sudden uh, the people on the street go, I want to know more about this. Talk a little bit about what God has got you doing out in the streets, my street evangelist friend. Well, after, a, yeah, uh, after traveling for many years overseas and different, many countries, I came down to settle and I ended up going to Encinitas and starting this drum circle. And I fell in love with the environment there, this yes. new age environment. Yes. And then I met a bunch of young kids that were really not raised in the church. They'd come out of drugs they'd and they'd had these powerful, uh, uh, conversions and they were just so open and to honor. And, uh, we just trained each other ministering to these, these people. And I studied with, uh, Doug Addison back in LA. He came out of the new age yes. and we, how to speak the language of that environment we were, cause we were on the beach Yes, and we just fell in love with the people. But 
we developed teams and, and when we would do the drum circle or I'd bring a band out, we all, we would have these called spiritual reading, spiritual readers who would be on the side who basically would prophesy, pray for people, listen to them. And in, in that environment, they're very moved by that word spiritual readings, but basically it's prophetic and prayer and listening to the Lord, just like you would do in church, but it was a different. So we always worked the two together. Yes. Uh, with the drum or the band going on. And, well, you know, go ahead, Sandy. So we actually prayed for healings um, and just for people that had needs, and it was a beautiful experience. Yes. You know what I've discovered, and that is the enemy has commandeered phrases that we as Christians, when we hear the phrases, we're afraid of them or we're skeptical of, of them. And one of the things that I love when you go on the beach, especially where you guys are there, or there's a little 10-foot tent or something like that going up, and there's a sign that says spiritual readings. But I know the people that are in there, and I'm laughing because I'm going, people think they're going to get some weird weird spiritual readings. What the people in this tent do with John Clotter and other people, Jamie, Jamie Wesson and Jamie others, Wesson, yeah. uh, what's happening is the people come into the tent and they, they go, we want a spiritual reading. But what they don't realize is happening is you're talking to Holy Spirit and Holy Spirit is telling you nuances of things in their life that can really impact them. And it takes the whole idea of spiritual reading from uh, what, what, what did you call it? The new age mentality into the kingdom age mentality. Yeah. Basically, you're sharing what God's destiny yes. is. And these people life. are right o- wide right. open, aren't they? Yeah. And when, when, when you get that, they say, where do you get that from? Are you a psychic? <laughs> we say, no, uh, we, we get it from heaven. That's this right. My, I'm not psych- psychic, but my right. sidekick is the Holy right. Spirit. <laughs> our, yeah, our, our, yes, is Jesus. And it, it opens us up uh, to them being open for the gospel. Yes. And it's amazing because I've been out on the streets. We were so new. We were the very few of us doing that. And now, like Jamie, teams are going out now. And we've actually been ministering in the church the last five years. Yes. This is exciting for us. Yes. I mean, we're doing spirit. We're doing, uh, we're part of the prophetic group. We're part of the healing rooms, part of the leadership. So we we, we, we were just been pouring in to, to this church. But before that. You're talking about Beach Chapel. Beach in Chapel. Encinitas. Yeah, yes. Beach Chapel. And how I met them, we were doing, uh, we, I rented a tarot card room in a, in, in a coffee house. And we were doing all this stuff four days a week. There was a psychic there, and we decided to go there, and he left in two weeks. <laughs> and we had movie writer stuff, and I met these pastors from Beast Chapel uh, through a New Age gal that got saved, and we became friends, and, and we kind of poured in to Beast Chapel from the beach. A lot of these people Ooh, just yes. wanted to pour into that. And so now they're go- doing things that we started. These young people are going out now, yes. and they're doing it where it was just a few of us. Now they're they've got that. You know what I want to do? I shared this with, with you during the commercial break. Here's what I'd like to do during the summer. It's summertime coming up, and there are a lot of people, my listening friend, a lot of you are actually uh, going out and doing street evangelism or yeah. beach evangelism. Yeah, that's right. Here's what I'd like to do, and I would like you, if you would be willing to do this with me, John and I may talk to Jamie Weston, who's a, one of the evangelist evangelists as well yes. uh, in San Diego County, and others, my friend, if you are among them, get back with me at ComeTogetherSanDiego.com, and we'll talk more about this. But here's what I'd like to do during the summertime, at the beginning of this show, for between five and seven at the beginning of the show, I want you to, from wherever you are on the beach or the street, or if you're doing street evangelism or mall marketing, uh, mall, you know, yeah. evangelism or things right. like that. I want you to call me at the beginning of the show and say, here's where we are. We're ministering the Holy spirit to these people. Great. And we'll report back with you at the end of the two hour show. Would that be remarkable? I would and all, it. and all the way through where we could be praying for you on the show and as yes. we do other things and Holy spirit can have his way in San Diego and the beach community and the mall shoppers and everybody in between gets saved. I mean, whew, 
Come yeah. on. <laughs> you're talking about and and, and he, exactly. And, and delivered. My listening friend, he, see, San Diego has a different flavor. We can do a lot of different things because of the beach and things like that, but because of the mentality as well, God can use San Diego in a remarkable way. And he's called us to have not only a different sound, but also a, a different heart in the manner, manner in which we minister with people, John. When we were on the beach at the John Shirk, we had people literally from all over the world come. Yes, yes, yes. All over the world. Yes, yes, yes. And my listening friend, if you're a San Diegan and you feel that God has called you to do something unique, hey, who's stopping you? Do it under the tutelage of the Holy Spirit and see where he takes it. You know, the world is changing, but God's church needs to change, not not to become like like the world, but to yeah. be more reflective of the Holy Spirit and God the Father, God the Son, in a way that people haven't seen before. They're familiar with the canned uh, canned presentations. They just need to have uh, reality. And um, you and my, me, my listening friend, as, as we bring Holy Spirit to them in our unique style, as if you're a drummer or a musician, or if you are an evangelist, your unique style will command attention. John and Sandy Slaughter, thank you for joining on the show. We're about ready to to hang it up, but thank you for joining me. I hope you guys come back and also do some evangelism out there and call into the show I live. That's great. Uh, Sandy, good to have you. Thank you. And, thank oh, you. yes, you too, John. Yeah. <laughs> Give us a little, a little soft as we close this segment. My listening friend, God is pounding on your heart right now. He says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Anyone that hears my voice, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. And not only as he steps with you at the dinner table, he's going to say, why don't you go out and evangelize that person? Share my love with them. We're going to talk more about these things on future Come Together San Diego shows. John, Sandy Clotter, good to have you with me. My listening friend, thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week. I'd love to say this, same time, same station. (laughs) See you later. Thanks for joining Chaz Taylor and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on AM 1210 k Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 